Hello, hello, hello. It is me, it is me, your True Hill Phenom SP3. This is our latest podcast, True Hill Heat 103. On this edition of True Hill Heat, we will be discussing the latest wrestling news, including the fallout from NXT TakeOver War Games. 2020 uh kenny omega the belt collector or the belt cleaner on impact wrestling wwe and nxt backstage heat over charlotte flair uh, week 57 of the wednesday night wars preview and predictions for a jam-packed weekend with impact wrestling's final resolution new japan pro wrestling best of super juniors 27 and world tag league 2020 finals and the super j cup 2020 so i am back once again with the princess of all the true heels miss chrissy love hello hello hey Hey, boo miss you oh my god i fucking miss you Oh, and we rocking the same colors without even talking. Hugs. Virtual oh, hugs. Virtual hugs. I mean, I've seen you last week, but you know, like that's yes, not like. Yes, I'm definitely going to. I'm going to You know, I'm putting that on my post for 103 when it goes on social media. I'm saving that picture. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. And back with us after a, a holiday hiatus, he is the resident true heel alcoholic himself, Top Guy JJ. Yes, sir. Oh my God, it was like oh, shit, man. Yo, I, I don't know if you ever watch YouTube videos where where people are refusing to talk about the situation because they don't want to get their videos tagged. That was basically what my entire week was dealing with. So that was a part of my hiatus. So it was not on purpose, but it was required. <laughs> You're a busy man. We understand. We understand. I, I didn't mention this on the last episode. I think since 101, or yeah, since 101. But shout outs to Chris G for our excellent new opening to the show. Like we got a we got a oh, new right. intro. Oh, we're, dude, we're, we're, y'all haven't talked about that. We, oh, that no, is no, hot. That no, no, we fire. we got a new we got a new intro. We're feeling brand new uh, on this uh, this new era of True Hill Heat since True yeah. Hill Heat 100. So shout out to Chris G for that. And this edition of True Hill Heat is brought to you by our friends at Wrestling Travel. Shout outs to Danny, Justin Clapper, all the good brothers over there. And of course, once again, this is a reminder to you guys. True Hill Heat is not only available on YouTube and all your favorite audio podcast platforms, but it is also available on Powered 4 tv the hottest and best streaming service for all of our uk subscribers you can check us out on there a lot of our content is free on power 4 tv so take advantage of it now because it won't be free for long so take advantage while you can power 4 tv and watch all the great content for true hill heat and we got a huge announcement off the bat true heels fourth annual True Heels Year End Awards will be coming up in two weeks time and we are going to come at you very hot and heavy because this is True Hill Heat. It's going to be a live stream on our YouTube channel on December 26th. That is a Saturday. Usually we have the recorded version of our podcast that drop every single Saturday, but we're going to go live for our True Heels Year End Awards 4th Annual 
Um, the voting polls are going to start today on the True Hills Facebook group page. And of course, our, our great editor, Baby Seth, he's flashing the logo that also Chris G put for us for our True Heels year-end awards. I mean, Chris G, I, I gotta commend you. He's a, he's he's a great husband. He's a great he's a great father, and he's doing a lot of our our, our back end work and production. So that man is 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 one of our unsung heroes. The whole production team, Baby Seth, Chris G, Romeo, you guys are excellent at what you guys do, and you make people like us. On camera, uh, people look great. great. So, yep. so, thank you. You know what? Not for nothing, I missed you, fuckers, man. Like, <laughs> like, 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 you know. And I can't wait to see the gang again. Yes, man. Shout out to, to to baby Seth, man, with that epic opening chair shot in the beginning. That SP still feels till his day. Yeah. You and know, and that, that, they got it right on beat too. Like that's when oh, the, beat really the banger dropped. was right on right on beat too. The chair shot was right on beat too. And you know they catch both me and Chrissy's wild asses in, in one of our and one of one of our rants because I'm probably unfamiliar with which rant that was because right I don't know which one it was either I'm sorry I thought they was gonna I only thought I only thing I thought I was gonna see after that was the um, True Hill Heat 35 when Chrissy or well, was it 35 yeah when Chrissy kicked down the fucking chair and shit that was her first True Hill rant when she yes. went off on that oh, yeah. she chair at Legends I think. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. At, at the double or nothing uh, viewing party. Yes, good oh, times. Good times. Are, are the legends, okay? Good times. Good times there. Uh, so we got to start off by telling you guys, give this video a thumbs up. Share this video with all your wrestling fans and friends. And of course, the iCard down at the bottom, you could just tap on that. Push the subscribe button. And of course, push the bell to press all for all notifications so you can get all this great content for True Hill Heat, including the True Hills Year and Awards on December 26th, and go on the True Hills Facebook group page to start voting because voting polls are open today when you see this podcast. Go out there and check it out. But we got to start off True Hill Heat as we always do with the True Hill Roll Call. As I like to call it, we start off first with our top three conversation starters on the True Hills group page, a.k.a. The Negro Bucks, the Nick Jacksons of the world. So coming in at number three is Lorenzo Dozer of Team Awesome. Coming in at number two is Argini Bismonin as of Rambling Mania. And coming in at number one is Charles Kirkhoff. So, shouts out to all of you guys who are contributing to the True Hills group page. A couple of True Hills we got a shout out. Cassidy Haynes, Uptown Avondale, who is one of our elite good eggs on Wrestling Daily. He just subscribed to our YouTube channel, as did Maddie the Hot Scott. He said, I broke the news of Sting debuting to him because he's out uh, across seas in the UK. And I was up at, I think, like 1 2 a.m. for him and I he saw my it's sting tweet and he was like oh my god is it really true and I was like yes it's true <laughs> uh jobber JJ as well as another one that came over from uh Wrestle Talk and Carol Wands one of my favorite elite good aides from Wrestling Daily we got a couple of new subscribers we had one of our biggest surges in subscribers this week as we hit 900 subscribers on the True Heels group on the YouTube channel shouts out to all of you guys so Supporting, like I said before, share it with a wrestling fan or friend because we got about two to three weeks left of 2020 and we're trying to hit that 1K mark before yeah. 2021 yeah. comes. So yeah. help us it's push gonna that. Happen. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. 
we are about like 90 95 or so away so we can we can make it happen and it's all because of you guys so shout outs to all of you who are helping us out our true heels uh subscriber spotlight we got the king of the comment section kayfabe tactics commenting on true rewind 32 he said did piper just say there will be no government shutdown question mark lol crazy coincidence yes talking about when rowdy piper became the president of the wwf on true rewind 32 kwame shafir commented on true hill heat 102 and he said with all due respect towards roman surprise return at SummerSlam, but the legendary superstar icon sting's surprise return to tnt after 20 years is definitely the biggest and most memorable wrestling surprise return of 2020 because for sting this is a homecoming for him to return to a network in which he had some of his biggest matches and moments on TNT when he was in in his prime back in the day and was very special within itself great comment right there by kwame and then finally we got the good brother the true face of the true hills group page steve salvage commenting on the war games <laughs> commenting on the war games roundtable he says ladies war games might have t had to call an audible because of candace breaking her arm i'm okay with it champa versus thatcher was awesome old school and hard hitting the ear thing added to it because the ear looked like it was split and the stare down at the end was great he says grimes needs to get pushed he is a great annoying heel that can back it up leon did a great job having uh priest apologize after tossing leon was a great character moment and then he said the men's war games was awesome so thank you steve for that comment and that segues to what we missed and was what we missed was a review right know, <laughs> did, his own, did, his own, did his own review in the comment section so i had to had to spotlight that one so because that took some time for him so we got to show him praise for taking his time on that <laughs> so well, how awesome did that feel when I I know I I know I'm like way off course right now, but damn that shit felt good seeing that snow come. Like <laughs> I was just like Tony Schiavone, it's sting. I was <laughs> that shit felt, oh that shit felt good. I had to do it. I had to do it in silence to not wake up the twins. But I was like, it's sting. <laughs> I was like, oh my! I knew it was him by the crow. I said it last week with you guys, but it's okay, JJ. You could praise because you didn't have a chance to talk about it. Right. So right. <laughs> oh man, that shit felt so good. I was like, oh my god, that felt amazing. Seeing that snow, it's like. He is so good at his cat at just making something different out of out of who he is, man. Mm -hmm. Like the winter is coming, look like looking like right. one of the fuck, like looking like he's a member of Winterfell and shit. Right. Like, oh god, that shit is so epic, man! Like he is awesome. It was beautiful indeed. I, I would put it up there as one of the top surprise returns of 2020 for sure. But going off of Steve Salvage's comment, we got to talk about NXT TakeOver War Games 2020. Come on, uh, Chrissy, give that shit to me one time. Yeah, go, go ahead, Chrissy. What? Say give us war a War Games. games. Yeah, give us a Ovrigo oh, War Games. War Games! <laughs> war games. Okay, hold on, hold on, wait. Come on, Chrissy. Bring it the core. Bring it from war games. Bring it from the, from the diaphragm. From the diaphragm say, up. Say like you mad at Mr. Lynch. I hate so much. <laughs> say, say it like say it like London won't get out of your face. <laughs> 
Leave my cup alone. Thank you. Um, <laughs> See, you got it. Take that passion. That passion. From there. That passion. There. <laughs> okay. War games. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I'll take better, it. Better. Take a little it. bit more of a scream, but we, you know, <laughs> we're working on it. We're working on it. I'm going to practice and get it to be- together, okay? I love it. I love yeah, it. We won't, even, we won't get to practice this until next year. There I mean, go. I'll have it better. I'll have it better. Don't worry. We got By the end of the show, I'll get it together. You got a whole year to practice. <laughs> <laughs> Undisputed era defeated Team McAfee in the, the main event. Oh. Yes. I, I was five for five, ladies and gentlemen. I just want to say that off the back. Then we, we all have the Bravo, same sir. thing? Bravo. I think I think you had one. You had Leon Ruff, didn't you? Yeah, Ooh. yeah. Yeah, you did that? Yeah, I had. I was gonna go with you, and then I changed my pick to Johnny Gargano. He changed it. Yeah, he changed it to Gargano. So I, I was four for five. Okay. Yes, five. yes. You, you were, you were near perfection, but yeah. I, was, I was Mister Perfect with like spitting the gum and then hitting it at the same time. I was excellent. And uh, <laughs> you was perfect, and she was just pretty good. Percent. <laughs> That's more than pretty good. That's great. Um, Passing great. Un- Undisputed Era defeated Team McAfee in a great men's war games. Uh, very hard hitting stuff. Uh, Team Candice beat Team Shotzi in a fun women's war games match with Raquel Gonzalez getting the pin on Io Shirai. Jardine Gargano, as we said before, becomes the first ever three time, three time, three time North American champion, stealing Ness's gimmick by defeating Damian Priest and Leon Ruff in a triple threat thanks to the Ghostface Killer. Who was revealed as Austin Theory? It was me, Austin. It was me all along. <laughs> Tommaso Champa defeats Timothy Thatcher in a very physically intense bout, and Dexter Loomis beats Cameron Grimes in a strap match. I will start with you, Miss Chrissy Love. What was the better war games to you, the men's or the women's? Uh, the men, duh. <laughs> and, I'm, and, and I'm sad to say that because I had very high expectations for the women. Because they had such a stacked group of ladies in that match. And unfortunately, it was, it was very slow at the beginning. But then, you know, eventually, like, picked up. But I just wasn't like, oh, my God, this is war games. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, so um, it was good. Was it better? No, not, not as good as the men. I'm sorry. I must say this now. I wasn't a fan of Pat McAfee. I am a fan of Pat McAfee. Yes. 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 I said it last week. I was like, wow. Yes, you brought in. You brought in. I brought it. Yeah. He's, he, a, he's, 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 a, he's a fucking jerk, and you got to love it. And when he brought the tables out with the names, I said, it's genius. It's genius. You see me in the chat. I was like, Pat McAfee. Wow. <laughs> I was just like blown away by him. And then. Like he was even rest like his wrestling was it was better than the one on one he had with um uh Adam Cole. Thank you, thank you, sir. With Cole. It was better than that, I believe. I don't know about what you guys think, but I think yeah. he was much better and this and this was his, his second his second one. Yep. I think he did so good. Um the match was great. I need the Undisputed Eras t shirt. They don't have it on the the, the shop as yet, but fire. I need that. It was so fire. I need that t shirt. Like it was um, that like that that red with that black in the 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 camo, like yo, that's some shit that you get from like a street vendor 
Yes. And they got that's some shit you get from a street vendor that and you don't expect no a lot more. of people to see. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How, how about you, uh, JJ? Men's or the women's war games? I, I mean, I thought she was going to ask the question of how much better was the men's compared to the women's because I don't think it's really a question. The men's was definitely better. The women just need, they just had too many areas of just do nothing and not yeah. too, too much do nothing. And there was a lot of inconsistent chemistry. Because when they were actually interacting in the ring, they had good they had good spots. I all I love seeing Rhea and Raquel, no matter what. Mm -hmm. I I love seeing those two women just go at it. That shit was amazing. Props to EO Sarai Mm -hmm. with the craziest spot of the entire night. Oh, absolutely. Like EO was the crazy. EO is fucking crazy. She's Mm -hmm. fucking crazy. Like to jump off of the top of the cage, not only with a you are blind. She was blind. Like she had no idea how. How, what, or where she was gonna land? <laughs> that is called trust in your people. <laughs> that was that was that was some sick shit. But as you know, as you guys said, the, the, the men's was just on a different level. Like every like props to fucking for, to Pete Dunn and Kyle O'Reilly. Oh my, my god. god. They were in that bitch for like a Pete fucking hour. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They were in that shit like the shit. They started it, and they were always involved. They were always yes. involved all the way through until him going through the goddamn table in the middle of the fucking the, the rings. Like it yes. was like he yes. was always involved. Mm-hmm. Like it was just so so crazy. No, no, I think I think that was Danny Burst that went through that middle table. My bad. Um, <laughs> but it's okay, friend. We understand what you're saying. He yeah. was so involved. In all parts of the match, like he saved McAfee like a thousand times, which is what's so beautiful about McAfee is that yes, everyone saved him. Yes, <laughs> in a position where he's such an asshole, but then he is always in a position where he's like top dog, mm-hmm. and then he has the craziest spots. Like that mm-hmm. moonsault was fucking flawless. It was mm-hmm. flawless. That moonsault, that shit was so beautiful. And then Adam Cole rips his shirt off and is ready to start wailing on him. Who saves him? Pete, motherfucking done. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, yeah. bitter, that bitter it, end just, on the folded chair was one of the the best spots of that whole match. Oh, yeah. I thought I thought ribs was broken. I was like, did this did this spot go the way it should have? I, I was like, this is some, this is some old fucking um, eh, what we go to like MLW or some Battle Club <laughs> Pro spot? I was like, what the fuck is that? how? How was involved? Like that shit was perfectly done. Like you just see, like the men had so much more chemistry, and they just had something going for the entire match. It was high octane, high action. Like the men just killed it. Like they killed Didn't it. Didn't Bobby Fish get injured or something like that too? Yeah, I think he had like a torn well, bicep, bicep in, in the match. Uh, I I gotta agree with you guys. Like uh, I thought Pete Dunn and Hollow Rally were really the glue of this match. They mm-hmm. they started off the match uh just hot. It was great wrestling from the beginning and they just have great chemistry together. But I also agree with Miss Chrissy Love, the MVP of the match and the MVP of takeover for me was Pat McAfee. Pat McAfee performed like a top star, like a top heel. And his finisher is the punt. It's just genius. Right. It's genius. No. Just the way he I sets wasn't up on board before. I wasn't. Yeah, right. <laughs> yo, how strong. Yo, so to that, yo, how cool. Yo, how much restraint does it take for, for somebody like Kyle O'Reilly to be yelling on camera that much without cussing? Because yes. all yo, he, all he was doing was talking mad trash, but not one curse word came out. Yep. Everything was freaking or butt 
or shoot. <laughs> like, damn it, country boy, cuss. <laughs> hey, he's from Canada, actually. He's a Canadian, fellow Canadian. Okay. <laughs> but I, I, Can we just say that Kyle O'Reilly is a, like, he is just like a diamond in the rough, man. Like, he is a future champion. He is a future like he's a he's he can be one of those top guys. I definitely can see him being one of the top guys in NXT. Um, I hope he doesn't go to the to main roster yet because they're gonna just destroy him. Let him be uh, rough. Let him be molded in NXT because I think he has so so much. Like he's great now, but imagine like when he gets more more evolved in what he can do because he was fantastic that night. He's a he's a main eventer for sure, a future a future world champion in my opinion, and I think the Adam Cole Calorelli feud down the line would be gold in the main roster or in NXT. It would be fantastic. Um, was there anybody that you would say was like the MVP or stood out the most in the women's war games? I I gotta agree, Io Shirai had the spot of the night. Uh, she really, I think, once it, she got into the match and it became war games, it became yeah. a very fun matchup. But I think we talked about it last week that the baby faces having the advantage was a noose around the neck of this match. Like mm-hmm, this, mm-hmm. that's not how war games is. We shouldn't be trying. We shouldn't be trying to cheer for the sympathetic Dakota Kai. We shouldn't like even if you were gonna go that route. I think that I, I think someone said it on uh, Twitter during during the whole telecast that Raquel Gonzalez should have been the first one out. She should yeah. have been the first one out because then it always took two women to kind of put her down throughout the whole match. That right. would have made sense from the very beginning, and she could have beat down two people on her own. And then it was really the heels had the advantage, but mm-hmm. they booked this one very badly. And then even yeah. Io being kept out of the ring to kind of get over the baby faces yeah. having the advantage, mm-hmm. it made her look stupid. And I yep. love Io Shirai. She's, she's love, a champion. Yep. I love her, but it made her look stupid for not yep. being able to get in the ring. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely agree. I'm like, why won't they let her in? And then they're stopping her. It just didn't make sense. Like the story that they were trying to tell us, I didn't, I wasn't following. I, I was like, maybe it was just me. Maybe I'm watching something that's wrong. But everyone else all said the same thing. It just didn't make sense. They could have done this way better than what it was already. It's one of those deals that you're trying to overthink something that they didn't even think about. So it's like you're trying to piece together all of the things that should have gone right in this match because they had the perfect women for this match. They did. Like they had. They had the perfect. This. They had the. They had the perfect nucleus for the match to make this a thing that would have been absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. Like for fuck's mm-hmm. sakes, like why couldn't Rhea and Raquel just start the goddamn match? Like yep. it's just, just so many other outcomes that like the, having Dakota Kai and then she, Dakota Kai, as you said, to having her in a two and one disadvantage to start off the event, it's like, huh? Right. So <laughs> it, it, it's, it, it's, it's just like I, at that point, it's kind of like I just stopped really thinking about how this match could be better and right. just hope for it to get better. Yeah. yeah. Because if you overanalyzing it, you're not even paying attention to the match, and then the match is over. Yeah, yep. <laughs> I, I will say Dakota Kai did well. She was kind of the glue of the match. She bumped around for everybody and took the sickest bump with that eclipse on the folded chairs. It's ridiculous, and that probably wasn't the sickest bump because Candice LeRae got injured in this match, breaking yeah. her arm on uh, Shotzi's uh, 
uh, sent on off the ladder. But even um, our good friend uh, True Hill Josh mentioned that this whole feud was about Shotzi and Candace, and we barely got any interaction, yeah, interaction with them. Yeah. This this is why I just it's clear. I think I agree with JJ here. It's clear the men's was better than the women's. There was a lot of good in the women's matchup, but there yeah. was a lot of things that took away from it and uh-huh. held, held it back from being as great as the men's as were. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the triple threat it was a uh, was a very fun match. And kind oh, of that the, match was fun. The, uh, I think that's the, when the, sh- the show started for me, to be honest. Yeah, it kind of brought the show back. But what was you guys' thoughts on the uh, the strap match? Because I know me and Chrissy, we said that we weren't into the whole feud. I felt like that was the weakest match of the night. But I will say that it was better than I thought it would be. And that means that I yes. thought it would be a one-star trash match. And it was at least entertaining towards the end. I will, I will give it that. How about you guys? You can go, JJ. <laughs> I was trying to hold my breath in for that one. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, it was it. The match was whack. First of all, the match was whack. So I'm not even going to try to give that it more props than it should have. Friend. The match. All right. So the best part about that whole match was the leg sweep of the strap, which yeah. was actually pretty cool. Like when he pulled the strap up under his legs and he kind of like popped into the chair. Like that shit was cool. But that's Loomis. It, this baby face, Dexter Loomis, is killing me. Thank like you. him, when him having a baby face. Like, match, I don't he's been a baby face since he feuded with Undisputed what Era. What me up in this whole match is that he had a moment where it was like a three minute part where he actually participated in the match, like he received the hot tag. Yeah, and, and it was like, what in baby face fuckery is this? When you come out with weird psychotic stalking music, like how, dude? You're a you're a stalker, but then you're 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 moving in the ring like you're fucking Rey Mysterio. Like like how what are we watching, dude? This they don't connect. The the this hot tag baby face fast pace of him doesn't work for me at all. And him he just needs to become a heel some way at some point ASAP. Yeah, it just it's just not working as a character. Um, Champa and Thatcher, I thought that was kind of a hard hitting matchup. It was different from everything else, so it stood out. So I enjoyed that. So yes, that's that's war games for you guys. I, I think the guys you give did it another cracker, at Chrissy. Uh oh. <laughs> Would you have any good things to say about your boy Loomis? Um. The fact this this match it was better than our expectations, like we said. Uh, wait, it was better than what we said. Um, kind of slow. I think this was their better matches of them all competing out of the times they yeah. have met each other. Yeah. Um, other than that, it was a little slow. They had little bumps, but I, I'm not like I I wasn't here for it from before. Like their feud, I thought it could have been over by now. And um, yeah, that's all I got, friend. On yeah. war games. I, I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm I'm glad the bondage storyline is over for now. Yeah. Um, but that is not the only big event that happened this week before the Wednesday night wars. We had Tuesday night with the most anticipated Impact Wrestling episode of the year as the AEW World Champion Kenny Omega and 
a uh, impact wrestling evp don Callis appeared to cut a promo explaining what happened on dynamite last week when omega became the new champions the the screw job the golden screw job as uh Callis coined it with omega announcing that he wants to become a belt collector and teasing going after the impact world title we also had a segment with uh ritz Swan, uh kind of being held up in the building because he couldn't go to the parking lot because the champ had the parking lot reserved and we also had aew president don Callis, and i mean uh, aew president tony khan excuse me and tony shivani also appear for an hilarious paid ad where uh they had one of the best deadpan responses of the year with yeah. tony khan asking tony shivani you spent a cup of coffee in impact wrestling and he said yeah one time and i quit for 18 years great yeah. response by tony shivani uh but Top Guy JJ, what was your thoughts on Omega and Callis' explanation and their promo on Impact Wrestling? I mean, first of all, so I would retort that with a question to anybody that has seen that promotion to what were y'all expecting? Yeah. People were expecting what, what were people expecting come out there and have a match with the Impact World Champion on his very first appearance on Impact Wrestling? Like, that's why there's things called slow burning and storytelling. You know, that might be something now that AEW and Impact might have a relationship, not a one-off. This is not a one-off. He'll be back. Callus will be back. They'll be sharing platforms, which is an amazing thing for pro wrestling. So anybody that is bitching, shut the fuck up and keep watching. <laughs> like it, it, It's like, guys... Uh, have been looking for non-predictable collaborations, and this for fuck sure is one of them. Like, I'm all for the shits to see a Rich Swan versus Kenny Omega match. Like, I'd fucking love to see it. That shit is gonna be a fucking barn burner. But as far as the they're they're trying, I think they're trying to. I think what they're I think they're over explaining what they're what they're, they're doing. Yeah. I think it's over explaining it. Like they're trying to give too much dialogue. Fuck it, they did what the fuck they had to do. Kenny Omega is the new AEW World Champ. He used the microphone and beat the fuck out of John Moxley to take the championship. It wasn't a microphone that did it. It was the 97,000 V-triggers that fucking did that. Like, Jesus Christ. Like, Kenny Omega beat the dog snot out of John Moxley to win that fucking title. He didn't just hit her with a microphone and hit her with a one-winged angel. Yeah. He, can you count how many V-triggers he hit him with? Shit, I'm still watching the V-triggers as we're speaking. <laughs> John Moxley lost the title the best way possible because he looked like the strongest loser in wrestling history and and the explanation is like it's good but i just thought it was a little too much just fucking they, they did what they had to do now he's the champ he's the fucking man and he's the best in the world because then they did it for like two nights in a row they did it on tuesday and then they did it on wednesday like you explained it like you did the same thing yeah, we we get to what happened I'm on, sorry. on Dynamite. It's I'm okay. Sorry. We get to what happened on Dynamite where it kind of felt like a retread. I will agree with that. But I thought the Callis promo on Impact was fantastic. That is what you call putting a story all together because it tied together five years of Kenny Omega from New Japan to now yeah. uh, the, the Jericho Omega match how kind created of created AEW. AEW, how Omega has been winning titles, how he's been watching Omega and take real life and 
had it here and people should have realized that uh omega kind of gave you a sign that this this promo this segment is going to be good or bad to some people in a vacuum but you're going to look back on this promo when the story has all all transpired and it's going to be a lot bigger than it was because something that was small before has become bigger because the mm-hmm. f- before full gear i don't know if you guys remember tony Schiavone and jim ross did sit down interviews with hangman page and Kenny Omega. Yes. Kenny Omega's was in a house where he said, "This is not my house, but you know, this is a dog, this is a cat, blah blah blah." It, on the nights on the stand, there was the picture, the picture that he brought in this promo with Don Callis and the Golden Sheik, his uncle. Yeah, when when Don Callis was young, that was a sign right before our eyes that Don Callis was going to have something to do with Kenny Omega and this new cleaner. Uh, character something very small they made it bigger by bringing it back here and telling you go back and watch that promo because that promo was for what was to come so people but don Don also said i'm sorry to cut you off don also said that who do you think you know he he spoke to once he had his match with adam page yeah he said said it like i was like who he called oh like He's like, who do you think he was? He was talking to. Like, who do you think he was with? Like, like I was the one that was there. like, I, you know, I super, you know, I started this. I, I, you know, I set this all up. Like, what do you, what do you mean? The invisible hand. I uh, saw. Chrissy, Chrissy I want to ask Chrissy a question, right? Yeah. And I think I hope Chrissy can answer this for a lot of idiots out there because there's a lot of idiots out there. So, have we not seen how extra Kenny Omega's entrances has been? How his introductions has been? How his story overall has been? How were people not expecting all of this extraness leading into his title run and how extra he's going to rub shit in our face? This is literally wrestling storytelling in your face Mm -hmm. and you don't even get it. So, Chrissy, (laughs) the shit that people are asking for and it is getting handed to them. Mm -hmm. How do they not see it? Yeah, I don't don't know. It's unfortunate. Like, as soon as the, I saw the girls and the dancers and, and the whole, like, broom sweeping, I'm like, oh, okay, all right. And it, it kept happening. I was like, oh, now he, he leaves Hangman, you know, he leaves Adam, and, you know, this is now he gets this whole big on production. Now he's a single, you know, he's not even, like, a tag, cha- I mean, tag team partner anymore. He doesn't have one. Now he gets this whole entrance production. He wasn't doing this before. Now it just it, it showed you the transition. It started over. It started months ago. And we we, and said we, this. we, just, we just we said it, but we didn't really like feed into like what yeah. people are now saying or whatever. But you yeah. know, we, we, so we've he, been talking about it already. We, we we've been saying that something is happening and it's going to. We set the seed in before with everyone else, you know. <laughs> we we've been saying it for months that people were kind of overrating that whole conversation of oh right. Omega's not the new Japan Omega. What's wrong with Omega? Oh, he seems like a regular guy. No, he doesn't. He no. seems like he is in the right spot for right now. He was gonna be in the spot that he needed to be in. And after a week of him being the world champion, he feels like the biggest star in wrestling, honestly to me. And where is he from? Well, he's from he's from uh, 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 well, he he's from it? He, no, he's from Canada, but he he, he, he took the scenic route through North Carolina. <laughs> but he explained are... that he explained that it's a play off of uh, Michael Jordan and being from North Carolina. So yeah, <laughs> so extra is so great. But people <laughs> were but people were upset when he was with um, Adam Page, and now that he's not, and he's being his, being almost. The cleaner is like, okay, well, what do you want? 
I, I don't know. What do you want? You're not going to get New Japan. You're not going to get that one. Sorry. You might get some He's going to be Right. Like, you're not going to get the same. You're not going to get it. It's a different cleaner. It's a different transition. Like, it's just like uh, uh, Jericho. You don't get the same Jericho. It's transition. It got to it gotta evolve. It got to be something different. This is AEW. He's not going to be the same person that he was over there. For fuck's sakes, he looks like a goddamn champion. He yeah. does. Like, I'm like loving he it. He looks like a goddamn champion. Like, like, he is literally believable from the minute you see it. All he needs is people to, he needs to be like, come to America and have people, he has to have like the rose petals. It'll be fucking golden. Let it, let it, let it, let it be even over the top then. Golden, I like that. Um, do you get, do you guys get the, uh, cause I, I heard this analogy as well on Twitter, as well as from, I think it was Alex McCarthy and Steph Chase on Wrestling Daily. Uh, do you get the, the Paul Heyman CM Punk vibes from Don Callis and Kenny Omega where, Don can talk for Omega, but Omega doesn't really need him to talk for him. Where Omega is good as a promo, but the yes. association of them makes Omega more of a heel. Yes. Before pissing on the narrative, I absolutely agree with it because Don Callis's words and his intent makes Kenny's match and stick even better. Because Kenny is such a good guy, he's such a naturally good person. So now it's like you got this devil behind his shoulder mm-hmm, mm-hmm. lugging basically what he should have been saying and now it's coming out of the best in the world's mouth. So it's very it's very similar because obviously he's now calling himself the best wrestler in the world. <laughs> so it, it no, there's definitely a lot of correlation to that. So that that that, you know, sometimes a good story that works out, it works out. Cause that yeah. Paul Heyman and CN Punk shit was fucking money. Yeah, this shit is fucking money. And I also did a little bit of fantasy booking this week on Wrestling Daily, and I said, Uh-oh. "Wouldn't it be magical if Kenny Omega not only wins the Impact World Title from Impact Wrestling, but you know Moose has brought back the TNA World Championship, and it mm-hmm. seems like Swan and Moose are kind of building to their own title unification? But yes. the winner of that versus Kenny Omega, Kenny Omega gets two more straps. He's got already got the AAA World Title. He's already got the AEW World Title." And a certain golden lover of his is in the main event of Russell Kingdom for two other titles, the IWGP Heavyweight Championship and the Intercontinental Championship. So wouldn't it be magical that we have Obushi versus Omega for all the gold? First of all, first of all, right, like yeah, like wow. If that match happens, tell me when and where. (laughs) Take all my fucking money. Take all of my fucking money because I need to be there to see the winner of somebody carrying like seven titles. Right, like, <laughs> like, like this is boxing or something. Like you're gonna take all of the all the boxing and all the belts from this person. I, I I just love his character is basically Thanos. He wants all the Infinity Stones. He wants yeah. all the Infinity Stones, and he wants to snap and destroy the wrestling yeah. world. Yeah. <laughs> and this is just one story. In one story, right? Like, they are on a different level. Like, they're just on a... They're clicking. This is when when it clicks. They're just on a different stratosphere right now. 
Absolutely. Also on Impact Wrestling this week, Chris Bay and Moose defeated uh, Ritzwan and Willie Mack in the main event. I will give it to Impact Wrestling. I like the decision because they had a lot of new eyes on the promotion and the decision to put four African-American stars in the main event. I thought that was a great decision and it was something that you don't see every day. You see, you know, stuff like New Day versus Hurt Business on the middle of the show on a Raw, but you don't see it in the main event like these guys are doing it. So I have to hand it to them. Uh, Taya Valkyrie and Rosemary defeated Deanna Parazza and Kimberly to move on in the Knockouts Tag Team Title Tournament. Eddie Edwards returns to get revenge on Sammy Callahan. And we got the final hype for Final Resolution. And we'll do a preview and predictions of that card later in the show. But Impact Wrestling drew its one of its highest ratings with 221,000 viewers on Access TV. They had a .08 in the 18-49 to key demo on access tv and that's up from last week's 166k that they did um they also had another 218k on youtube because they put the episode out on their youtube channel and they had 50,000 live viewers on twitch which they stream live on twitch every single tuesday and not only that this was the big the big note from the ratings they outdrew nxt and males 18 to 34 from last week's wow. NXT. It wrestling outdrew them in one of the demos so what yes they did yes they did we we've talked yeah. about it before we nxt doesn't draw ex- young, young viewers we're about to have an explosive nxt in two weeks <laughs> we're about to get bret hart Shawn michaels the undertaker they gonna fucking do a hologram of king kong bundy on that shit <laughs> <laughs> I hit my head. <laughs> oh yes, yeah. yes. They're about to pull out all the stops, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So that was all from Impact Wrestling. Like I said, we'll get to final resolution shortly. And I think we get no love, friends. We also what we, what we miss: New Japan Pro Wrestling Best of Super Juniors 27 and World Tag League 2020. We had Finn Juice defeat Yano and Ishii and Lij over Hanare and Tadahashi on World Tag League Night Eight. We had Hiromu defeat Taguchi, El Despi uh, defeat Eagles, and Ishimori defeat Wado on Best of Super Juniors Night Eight. We had uh, Gorillas of Destiny defeat Hanare and Tadahashi with Tamatanga some. Submitting the ace in the Scorpion Deathlock in about three minutes. So that downward spiral for Tadahashi continues right there. Uh, Hiromu, Tada- Hiromu Takahashi defeated Master Wado. The Empire defeated LIJ with Cobb pinning the never openweight champion Shingo Takagi. Ishimori defeated Sho in a great match. And El Despi beat Bushi to set up Despi versus Hiromu in the best of the Super Junior Finals. And then finally in the main event, Finn Juice defeated Goto and Hashi to set up Finn Juice versus G.O.D. in the World Tag League Finals and that was all on night 9 of the Best of Super Juniors and World Tag League which we'll preview later on in this show. Smackdown we had Roman cut a fantastic opening promo which is interrupted by Kevin Owens who challenges him for TLC that Jay Jay Uso accepts for Roman which Roman did not like. Owens and Otis defeat Roman and Jey Uso by disqualification. That was Roman's first TV loss in over a year since the Royal Rumble uh, after wow. the bu- Bloodline attacks KO with steel chairs. And then Roman attacks Jey Uso with the chair as well. For, for the fucking right. Tra- 
Jay out of fucking line, yo. You out of pocket, yo. Don't ever talk for the tribal chief, bitch. What yeah. is wrong with you? Speaking for the king. What's wrong with you? You deserve that ass whooping. I ain't feel sorry for him at all. At all. I was no. like, he should have got more. He should have got more. Accepting fights for me. Fuck you think you are. And then Paul Heyman is great. Like He's like this. Paul, Paul. Paul Heyman is golden. He's he's up. This is not, that, this is the part that was that he was made for. This one right yo, here. No, but that but that but that ass whooping the Otis was fucking epic. Oh yeah, that was that was that was brutal as well. But I love that I love that Paul Heyman's been like the best promo for years, and now he's just over for his facial expressions. Yo, he's yeah, just, that's yo, it. He's, so, he's over for Roman's actions. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, Roman's uh, a fucking psycho, and I love it. Steve Cutler and Wesley Brake of the Forgotten Sons return as backup for King Corbin to help him uh, beat That's Murphy. Who that was. I was yes. wondering. Yeah, I got yep, you. And, I got you. And, and, that, bum, and that bum, ja- and that bum, and that bum bitch right we'll, we'll get to that. We'll event, get to that piece we'll, of shit. We'll get to that. <laughs> and attack the Mysterios. Uh, Sasha Banks and Carmella set up uh, for TLC their matchup, and then Mysterio, Brian, and Big E defeat Dolph, Nakamura, and Zayn in the Pat Patterson tribute match. With Big E debuting a new Wale theme song, which was I think uh, a nice little touch to kind of put Big E on track for his singles run. Raw, we had Styles, Miz, and Morrison beat. McIntyre and Sheamus after Sheamus accidentally bro kicks the champ then the two friends brawl backstage ending with them putting Pat Buck through a table and getting a pint together which I thought was a nice touch because oh, I, I, love their, I love their rivalry I love this I love this the friendship two, 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 Irish, two Irish fucking Brits just not fucking liking bullshit they take it out on each other and go have a drink afterwards I fucking love it that was like real brother shit. I it mean. is though, isn't it though? <laughs> so like so refreshing. Brother, so you have refreshing. a fight, and then your friends like right afterwards, you know? Absolutely. That's or just like us. Know. Yeah, that's just like us. We talk shit to each other and then have a fucking drink together. Pretty much. I love <laughs> it. It's fucking amazing. Yeah. Orton challenged uh, Funhouse Bray, or as our good friend Richie Mood calls him, Bray Wyatt Rogers, to the main event <laughs> where. Where the fiend magically appears to attack Randy Orton, which I thought was beautifully shot. Great stuff. Uh, Kofi defeated Shelton Benjamin, and then Cedric defeated Kofi uh, in back-to-back matches. And then finally, MLW Fusion had low-key defeat Richard Holiday to move on in the Opera Cup 2020, and the debut of Violence is Forever, a part of Team Filthy. That brings us to our top news story, which has to do with the backstage heat between WWE creative and NXT creative regarding Charlotte Flair and Rhea Ripley's reaction for losing at WrestleMania. Fightful Select reports that the NXT creative team apparently had to deal with Raw's creative team whenever Charlotte Flair was going to appear on NXT during the build-up to WrestleMania and after. All writing or creative plans on Charlotte first had to go through the Raw team, but they would often uh, shut down any ideas from NXT. Additionally, the report notes that Rhea Ripley was originally scheduled to defeat Charlotte Flair at WrestleMania. However, creative plans then changed to have Charlotte win the title. Also, there was reportedly a creative push within NXT that would have Bianca Belair added to the mix of their feud, which you remember Bianca Belair was a 
part of their buildup uh, prior to take over Portland, and this could have resulted in Charlotte losing the belt by not but but not having to take a pinfall loss. The report noted that an NXT wrestler who was asked about the situation had a pessimistic um, response to WWE and NXT's handling of the situation. Said wrestler indicated that the creative team for NXT should have known better what they were getting into when booking Charlotte. In this report, it was also noted that... Um, Charlotte was chosen to win the Royal Rumble over the originally planned winner, which was Shayna Baszler, which I've said for months should have happened because she had promised. Yes. Yeah. Let let, let this dialogue finish because we're going to have some shit to say. (laughs) Because she had promised, she had been promised, Charlotte, uh, promised things and had the rug pulled from under her. So they gave her the win at uh, the Royal Rumble to kind of make good on that. This comes off the heels of Rhea Ripley on the Lillian Garcia's Chasing the Glory podcast, where she said that she had lost her confidence following the loss to Charlotte at WrestleMania. Ripley said, and I quote, I'm not too sure. It did feel like the wind was taken out. I felt like I went through a stage where I was losing confidence in myself because I wasn't portrayed the same way. Even now, I'm still slowly building myself back up from it. My confidence was tainted a little, which sucks because I try to keep it up and do my best all the time. I don't know if it was something in my head that wasn't getting the picture. I just got, uh, I just got a little bit lost after that. Triple H originally said, if you remember, uh, I think it was before TakeOver in your house or after, that everything would make sense with the booking for Rhea Ripley. Now on the TakeOver War Games conference call, Triple H admitted that the pandemic put a hold on the plans that they oh, had for Rhea Ripley. God, Joe! So, oh, I, will start, I will start with you, Top Guy JJ. What are your thoughts on the report of the issues concerning Charlotte on NXT? So... I hope that Romeo hears this part of the podcast because uh, <laughs> this is going to be some important shit that I'm going to... Charlotte Flair is a motherfucking cancer to the WWE. Whoa. And, and, and the reason being, and it's not because it's not Charlotte Flair's fault. It is anybody that handles Charlotte Flair. Mm-hmm. Because it's like the amount of pressure that is put on any woman that she has to encounter is now going to be dealing with this shit going forward. Because she is a 10-time women's champion, she is labeled as the most gifted, best athlete in the entire world, women's-wise, athletically, like ever. This now is going to immediately instill, you're going to lose to this woman when you feud with her. She is not going to be booked like the average woman going forward for the rest of her career. She is going to always proceed to be booked above you going forward. How does that make you feel if you are somebody busting your ass, you're training for all these years, trying to make a name for yourself, but once you are pinned up against Flair, you're going down. And you got to go through A, B, C, D, E, F, G to ensure you might get a win on her, let alone to get over her in this feud. She is a 10-time women's champion in what, a six, seven-year span? I think she's like a 12-time now. 12-time. I apologize for the missing two. My God. So it's like how many more women is going to have to suffer this fate before she just falls in line and gets booked like the rest of the women regularly? 
Like, it's just never going to happen. And it's like, I'm going to make a... I, she needs Tessa Blanchard in the worst way possible because she needs somebody to feud with for, like, six months to a year that just won't be fucking phased by this bullshit. Mm. Because... This is going to keep happening to people. This probably happened to Charlotte. I mean, this probably happened to Sasha. This probably possibly happened to Becky, but uh, not Becky, to, to Bailey. But they're so proud of who they are with this company, they will never say it out loud. Mm. Rhea Ripley, has, she was on the upcome for how many months before she took that loss to Charlotte? That loss to WrestleMania made no fucking sense whatsoever to Charlotte. As SP, as you called it, her entire NXT title reign made no fucking sense whatsoever. I tried to back the shit, but then I had to eat crow and understand that shit made no sense whatsoever for any of the women involved. I even tried to hype it up and say, you know what, this helped build Io Shirai. No, the fuck it didn't. It didn't for nobody. All it did was drag the rest of the division down. That's why she's been off TV for so long, because nowhere she fits right now. She fits nowhere. Anywhere she comes back. She comes back to NXT, she has to be at the top of the card. She comes back to Raw SmackDown, she has to be at the top of the card. That is the problem with Charlotte Flair right now, which is why I'm saying she needs to somehow get booked to fall in line, because she is a fucking cancer to booking right now. I kind of get where you're coming from, because... Uh, her basically her character is the champion. That's yeah, her character. That's so she it's can't, the only she She's can't a have a champion. feud. Yeah, she like, can't have a feud outside of that. It seems. And that's the problem. Now, mm-hmm. how do you elevate anybody else? So now, if Charlotte ends up coming back to SmackDown, Bianca Belair's whole fucking dream is done. Because now Beyonce, she's going straight to, to Sasha Banks. No, go to Raw. Please send her to Raw. Go to Asuka. Don't send her to If she goes to Raw, that completely now ruins Shayna Baszler's chance of ever becoming champ. Because, you know, once Becky Lynch returns, and congratulations to Becky and Seth because they had yes. their baby a few days ago. So yeah. obviously she's going to be training like tomorrow to come back. True. <laughs> so it's just, it's just, I'm sorry. Like, it didn't make no sense. We've been saying that for the longest, though. We said it. We, we, unfortunately, we said it back when the Royal Rumble happened. We said that. We said it. We said from the get go, we did not understand. And I like, don't get me wrong, I, I wasn't ashamed of base. You know that. Yeah. I know I can speak the truth where the truth needs to be told. And the truth was, Shayna should have won. Shayna was supposed to win the Royal. Royal Rumble. It made sense. It didn't make sense for Charlotte to win. It just, the booking was retarded. It didn't make sense. Even when you put her on NXT, it did not make, why are you putting her on NXT? It didn't draw ratings. It didn't do anything really to bring her, it didn't do, it didn't do anything but tarnish what Rhea Ripley was, what they were doing for Rhea Ripley. And I feel bad because something like that messed up her confidence. Yeah. And, and you and, and and then it shouldn't have done that because you're fighting one of the the greats. So why why would it tarnish your, your your confidence? But the booking and the people backstage is probably what messed that up. And why is it that we have raw people, whoever was talking for Charlotte on NXT? And that don't make no sense to me. I'm sorry. I don't I don't understand it. So that's, I gotta that's put- part of me. I gotta, I gotta ask you, who do you feel is more at fault for this situation? Is it the Raw creative for being too stubborn in their booking of uh, Charlotte? Or is it NXT creative for not knowing what they were getting themselves into? As the, as the, uh, the reported wrestler had to say about this. 
Um, I blame both parties, to be honest. I, I think both, both sides had a fault in it. I think NXT kept saying, yes, okay, no problem. We'll do what you say. Like, y'all kept falling. Y'all just kept saying, getting like, y'all peeing the, the yes people instead of, no, that's not what we're supposed to be doing. Yeah. I, I'm going to. I'm, I, I just want to say this because I, I, this is something that I've said before, I think, on Wrestling Daily, but I don't know if I've said it here. Mm-hmm. But, okay, I, my whole gimmick for a while on this show was about fans kind of giving The Undertaker the pass for, you know, always coming back and shit. Now right. I've kind of gotten the sense that people give fucking Triple H a pass for his shitty booking. Dude. For his shitty yeah. booking. No, no, because no he, he has put- to be blamed like Vince, yep. He put Rhea Ripley in a situation where she was never going to win. She was never going to get the most out of that. They thought they had something, but Triple H, I'm sorry. I I feel like wrestling fans are giving him a pass so much because if you look at it, for years we've shitted on on Vince for making stale booking of the main roster. But guess what? NXT is fucking stale as well. So what the hell is Triple H doing? Triple H and Shawn Michaels, whoever the hell is back there with him is all of them no. that's back there all of them every so single last one asked, all fault. yes absolutely you asked absolutely. that question it was literally with who was the bit who was to blame whether it's raw or nxt i was gonna blame vince mcmahon and triple h because it's literally vince mcmahon he's already set in his mind of who his big dog is for the ladies like yeah. he, nice. he that's he he has his John Cena for the ladies. So he's yes. he's already got that his he he got that in his 75-year-old brain. That shit ain't changing. The only person that could have swayed him to be like, here is your next mega star. Here is your next big time player. It is Rhea Ripley. She is 23 years old. She is phenomenal. She's a yes. great look. She's a great wrestler. She looks like a champion. Yes. This is the one person that the world could believe in that can beat Charlotte Flair in a one-on-one match. And we, as wrestling fans, would have no problem with it. And, and her he couldn't it get it through. He couldn't get it through. Yep. He couldn't get it through, and he failed at that moment at WrestleMania and had Rhea lose on the biggest stage during yep. a global pandemic. So not only you lost your title, you got all this pandemic shit you got to deal with, and now somehow you're out of the title picture altogether, and now you got to find your character back because the woman that you lost to was fucking gone. Yeah. Yep. So it, 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 it's like... Yo, that's Triple H's fault. That is Triple H's fault, and I'm hoping that he's eating crow for this because now you got to help restore the best athlete you have in that company other than Io Shirai because Rhea Ripley's special. You can't lose her. So I think we can all agree we sympathize with Rhea for losing her confidence, and it's no wonder with how they booked her and her being so young why that happened. So final question for both of you guys. Do you think it was a good idea to book Rhea versus Charlotte in the first place? Do you think that there was a way to kind of get out of it and get something out of it for Rhea Ripley? And do you have faith in the WWE to go back to this match to redeem the booking? Because I've heard people fantasy book and say Rhea's going to get called up, she's going to win the Raw Rumble, Charlotte's going to win the Raw Women's title, and Rhea's going to beat Charlotte at WrestleMania this year. And I'm sorry, I don't see it. I don't see it. I don't see it. I don't even want it to happen, to be honest. I don't want her to go, I don't want her to get her called up. I'm sorry, no. No, no, no. She needs a proper run of being the champion. The whole point of her beating Shayna 
which was this big old thing. If we, if we, yep. she, everyone came into the ring. It was a big production. So she needs that run over. So I, I, I don't even want Charlotte nowhere near NXT, to be honest. No, I'm I, talking about Rhea on the main roster against, against Charlotte. No, no. no I, I, I trust, it, it, trust, no. And faith, trust and faith is a strong word. Yeah, <laughs> that, and putting that together no. with WWE, that's a lot. That's a that's a lot. No. Of, that's a lot to fit in because, like we literally, I literally just said, it's like that. Charlotte is literally the female John Cena. So it is. So it's like if she's gonna come back as Super Flair, she's not losing to anybody. She's literally she's not gonna have this comeback to lose. Whenever she comes back, she's not losing. She's going straight to the title picture. Whenever she comes back, she's going straight for thirteen. So it, it, it's yeah. literally, it, there's no, there's not going to even be any segue to this shit. She's going straight for 13. And the only thing that I would like to see for Rhea and Charlotte going forward in the future would be next year's Survivor Series. And it could be Rhea as the NXT champion battling in the same match with Charlotte. And somehow Rhea pulls off a victory in Charlotte in a Survivor Series match. Other than that, no booking for them. No, no, because it's going to kill her. Mm-hmm. I, I, I totally understand where both of y'all are coming from. We got to move on, but great points all around. All, all I will really say is that this whole booking and the simple fact that we're just going to look at facts and look at numbers here. Rhea Ripley was a part of one of the biggest uh, episodes of NXT, like Chrissy Love said, when she beat Shayna. And that was a key victory in 2019 for NXT yep. over AEW in the Wednesday Night Ratings War. And then Rhea versus Io Shirai, one of the best matches of the of the year on TV on, yeah. on any on any wrestling show this year, yeah. did one of the lowest rated segments of 2020 for NXT. So that is an indictment of go. NXT's you just, booking. You just you just drank away all of Rhea's hopes in booking. <laughs> but that segues us to week 57 of the Wednesday Night Wars. We did it different last week. Uh, Top Guy JJ, we started off things with the Wednesday Night Wars due to the big stuff that happened. Yes, the big stuff that happened on AEW. But we got to go back to what we know and how we do it. So, Miss Chrissy Love, hit the drums. So, yes, this is where we give you the ratings, we tell you what happened, and we decide what was the better show for the week. And the ratings are in this week. We didn't have to get the caption from Baby Seth this week. WWE NXT with 659,000 viewers up 1K from last week when they did 658,000 to AEW Dynamite with 995,000 viewers. Oh, Come on, let's... Oh, yes. Damn you NXT fans watching that crap-ass shit. All y'all need... All needed five more thousand of you motherfuckers to click over and we would have hit a cool milli. Yes, uh, and I think they did. They did uh, the official rating that we put up last week was nine hundred and thirteen k. That was um, the original rating, and then after the overnight ratings came in, you know, it sometimes adjusts the number. Last week's AEW Winter is coming did one point one million viewers. So. So AEW is really pushing for that milli right now. AEW Dynamite this week had Young Bucks defeating TH2 in an awesome sprint of an opener to kick off the show. Uh, MJF defeated Orange Cassidy to regain the Dynamite Diamond Ring thanks to interference from Miro, who was looking very drippy. 
with his uh, Visashi uh, uh, sweater and destroying security. Um, in a- He's looking like Ray Mysterio on these these name brands that he keep coming out in. Like we know, come on now, looking drippy. Uh, inner That's circle. That. Inner Circle decides to stick to t- stick together when uh, Ortiz was the voice of reason, but Sammy says one more thing and he will quit the team. Sting interrupts Cody Rhodes and teases an alliance with Darby Allen after he hugged it out with Tony Schiavone. Uh, Darby Allen challenges Brian Cage for a TNT Championship match. Kenny Omega and Don Callis show up in a freaking helicopter and talk about fooling moxley and everyone last week and like i said kind of a retread from what they said on impact but still a good promo uh kingston butcher and blade beat archer and phoenix after they take out penta uh, and brandy rhodes throws water at shaquille o'neal and calls him an asshole after he tells her to learn something from jade cardgill uh, we had WWE NXT with Karrion Cross and Scarlett return with Cross attacking Damian Priest. Raquel Gonzalez defeated Ember Moon in the main event. Finn, Scarlet, Finn, Scarlett was serving body. Scarlett, 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 Scarlett never was serving body. Finn Balor uh, returns and says that he will defend the NXT Championship and New Year's Evil on January 6th with Pete Dunn, Calorali, and Priest showing their intent to get a shot as well as Scarlett uh, confronting the champ. We also saw more training slash torturing for Zia Lee and Boa and Shampa uh, defeated Cameron Grimes in a competitive matchup. We also had J- Johnny Gargano, Candice LeRae, Indy Hart, Hart well, and Austin Theory are officially known as The Way with uh, Johnny Gargano doing a little dance to his theme music. <laughs> I like his little dance doing the theme music. So I'm going to ask you guys the, the always the popular question here. We'll start with you, Top Guy JJ. What was the better show for the week? I mean, no doubt it was AEW. I mean, it's easy. I mean, this, this to me, it the thing with NXT is that the level of inconsistency in their shows week by week is something that's really damning because they be having some bright spots and then they just have a regular week of wrestling. This was a regular week of wrestling. This was just literally, it was a good week of wrestling, but it was very regular outside this 37 minute promo that had the all eyes on the Prince and then the Prince fucking leaves. Like, like, it's it's so backwards like if you promoted he had a promo love on the Mm pay-per-view about all eyes being on the prince and then he fucking leaves three minutes into the promo so you 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 didn't even deliver on the shit you promised on the pay-per-view yeah so that just lost mad points to me right there Cameron Grimes and Tommaso Ciampa made no sense whatsoever in a match, even though the match was decent. And to me, just NXT and, and they carrying cross, carrying cross, right? So carrying cross is the biggest thing in their program. So he comes back after everyone cuts their promos, after everyone cuts their promos, and has the most meaningless attack. On, on, the, on, on the loser of the pay-per-view. On the loser of the pay-per-view. Like, 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 like how, Sway? How did y'all fuck this up so badly? Like, 
It's true. Like, he should have literally came out seconds after Scarlett came out to confront the champion, the yep. guy that is holding his belt that he never lost. Never lost. Yeah, there we go. So he that, that's is it. going to now attack Damian Priest that lost in a match that involved Leon motherfucking rough in it. Yep. Good, good, good going. So I'm not even going to go into all of the things for AEW because I need to hand off the floor. But I just needed to point out all the inconsistencies of NXT and explain why they lost instead of explaining how AEW won. Because I'll let y'all handle how AEW won. Chrissy Love? Um, AEW simply won due to Sting being there. Um, due to the Young Bucks uh, having a great match with, um, I forget their name, I'm sorry. TH2. TH2. Um, they also won due to, um, they also won due to, um, Sting. He <laughs> said Sting twice. Yeah, absolutely. Sting. That's all right. Sting. The, the, the inner circle was great as well. The yes, inner circle was wonderful. And then we had to see our champion from the night before do the same thing that he did. On the same night again. But he came in a helicopter this day. He came in, he, he, before it was a, a very, before it was a nice, beautiful uh, bus that was amazing. And he left the bus. And then he went to the helicopter like a champion that he is. That's why they won. They're, they're consistent with... The only thing I didn't understand was the whole Shaq thing. That was it. Everything else on the whole show was good. Yeah. Shaq and then Brandy... That, that was dumb. Yeah. Then the whole backstage thing with the girl, that was dumb as well. I'm sorry. And they're, I don't know where they're dropping the ball at with those females. But then, what's the, what's the girl with the, um, the scary makeup on? Abaddon. Abaddon. Wow. First of all, once... Uh, Bruh. Bruh. I don't even Talk have to Talk about say. it. Talk about it. Wow. Wow, wow. Wow, wow. That lead up for that, that, that matchup between her and... Um, Sheeta, thank you. Her and Sheeta. <laughs> Yo, did you that see that? Thing? Did you see that sit up? Yeah, thank. That's that like a zombie. Scary. That's that like, scary. She's scary, but like, <laughs> no matter what she does, but from the make her character, whatever she looks like beyond the makeup, I mean, whoa! Like she is like unbelievably scary. Yo, the only thing I would add to even just you saying that in the report. Don't give her social media. No, she does. She does have anything. One. Only needs to state, but she they need that they, I just they need to just take it down. Like she literally just needs to be a TV character only. Like K fade the fuck out of her because she is that strong of a character. Mm -hmm. I, I I don't mind her having a social media. I just think that it's very. This was like. This is like one of the rare horror or creepy characters that is just one hundred percent creepy. It's not about right. looking cool. No, no. Yeah. Like like the theme looks cool. Abaddon looks scary as fuck. Like yeah. I like that. Yeah, original and, Undertaker when he first came out, everyone was scared mm -hmm. of him. Yeah. So I'm gonna agree with you guys. I don't say this is a ten eight like like last week last week was a 10-8 round it was it was it was Jake Paul versus Nate Robinson last week this one was more was was more of a 10-9 this was this was this was pretty much even but like JJ said there was just too many inconsistency it was NXT and yeah. a lot of stuff that feel like it didn't really matter yeah. it didn't matter at all Jake Jake Atlas versus Swerve Scott I expect when I see those two guys in a ring that they're going to give me at least a very good 
really great matchup. It was there. Cameron Grimes versus Tommaso Ciampa. I expect a great matchup. It was there. Oh, so, coming and sit at, and sit at this, the ring. That, that, that was the only good part. I, I like the whole right. the whole chemistry between Ciampa and and Thatcher. Their whole it seems like they're they're leading to maybe a makeshift tag team. That's good, but there was just stuff that just didn't matter. And the lack of Pat McAfee. I'm sorry, it already oh goes my- down. No Pat McAfee. You, you're already gonna go down for me. But it's like War Games never existed. They had like a little package, and that was it. That was yeah. it. Raquel Gonzalez looked good, so I will give them that. The main, that, that event, was, the main event was great. That was the, it. Ma- the main event was good, but that opening segment, I agree with JJ. It was like I was watching Monday Night Raw. It was a revolving door promo where everybody just comes out, says their piece, and then they get interrupted. It was just annoying, and I was just over it. And the carrying cross, I love seeing him back. I love seeing anyone come back from injury, but... It, it was rushed. Like, you already had Scarlet come out to tease it. Save that shit for next week. Why is he coming out and randomly attacking Damian Priest? Or why didn't he come out and attack Damian Priest right after Damian Priest said some shit to Scarlet? Like, if you didn't want him to attack Finn Balor, Finn Balor which I get, because Balor's probably not 100%, you should have just had him attack Priest off jump, not after the fact. Like, uh, there was some good feuds that were set up, but... There was just a lot of too much inconsistency. AEW Dynamite, the only con that I had on the show is that way too much shit happened. There was just way too much going on on the show. That was my only fault, but it's also a good thing because everybody has something going on. One of the highlights of the show, which wasn't getting really spoke on a lot, was the was Evil Uno axing Dustin Rhodes to be to seven. Be seven! To be seven! Yo, I don't know how nobody got that jab. How I no one it. got that jab. I fucking loved it. I loved it. I was like, yo, the worst character in wrestling history. And he offered him that exact number. And definitely the <laughs> worst character it. of Dustin's career. If you're a new wrestling fan, we'll get to it on True Rewind. So subscribe and oh get used God, to it. That was, but, that was great. That yes. was Great. Dustin left WWE as uh, as Goldust, and he had a run as Dustin Runnels, and then he came to WCW, and Vince Russo gave him the character of Seven, which he was only that character for like that one night that he debuted as it, and then he was just over that the shits. So the fact that Evil Uno asked him to be that number was just hilarious. Like it was like they set it up because we have a one, we have a two, we have a three, we have a four, we have a five, we have an eight, and we have a ten and a nine of Dark Order. It was like they were saving that they're, they're spot saving, for that they're moment. Saving, they're saving six for Sean Waltman. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, it. it is. It is so beautiful. Speaking of the Dark Order, I love the Hangman Page Dark Order stuff. I love uh, those guys being behind the uh, bar waiting for him. Just the little stuff that they got going on is just great, and it just adds to a lot. Kenny Omega. It was retread. That was a kind of a fault against it, but I did like Omega kind of taking more of the the promo time on this one explaining that no one kicks out of the one wing angel it had nothing to do with the microphone yes i made a gentleman's agreement but hey you you touch my family you you hit my family so i had to hit you with that but no one kicks out of the one wing angel just great little subtle stuff uh 
Archer, uh, Archer, and uh, I like Archer as a babyface as well. Kingston, Butcher, and Blade getting a big victory, and I will agree. Young Bucks versus TH2 was the the highlight of the in ring, and Sting was the highlight of the promo. Him keeping the cards close to his chest and not giving too much away, just great stuff. So yes, AEW gets the win because they they followed up a fantastic and one of the best shows of the year with a very solid top to bottom show and, guys, and you know what's so great about the sting promo is that this is the first time in aew dynamite's Aaron, and the, to my knowledge this is the first time that cody felt completely irrelevant in the promo mm. sting did that purposefully he did that to make cody feel so non-important like it was so well done like Sting came out and the promo wasn't even for Cody Rose. It wasn't even towards Cody Rose. It was all about what Sting's intentions were and his uh, his his appreciation for seeing what he saw in the stands and didn't even acknowledge Cody's sh- wanting to share the ring with Sting. Sting didn't even fucking answer it. Yes, he's like, good job, kid. Just his kid. Yeah, I loved kid. it. I loved like, it. I, yo, they, and they, they just know how to do it, man. Yeah. They just know how to do it. That promo... That promo and the Inner Circle promo were the highlights of the show for me, for sure. So that was all. Yes, AEW wins another week. Watch the Wednesday Night Warriors and find out how Romeo tries to tell you that NXT was the better show. I'm not even going to watch. I'm going to watch because they're my brothers. But I'm watching. really about them the better show. No way. He's lying to he's himself. Gonna try to take the, he's going to try to take the Brandy, three minutes of Brandy, and take that entire other hour and 57 minutes away from Dynamite. Yes, I will say Brandy confused the hell out of me because she was Brandy. supposed to be a she was supposed to be a babyface and she did not come off at it from from start to beginning of that segment. Dude, I've been saying for months, Brandy just needs to be off TV. Like, I wouldn't. I wouldn't go that far, but she just needs to be a heel. Inconsistent. She's yeah. too inconsistent. Like she had That's that fair. great week again with, with with I forgot her name already. Jade. Jade. With Jade. She had a great week with her, but every other it's like it's so off. Like her promos are so off. Her in ring is off. Like be one person and stay that way if you're going to be on TV. Don't flip flop every week. It's annoying. It's so not a wrestling have- character. It's not a wrestling don't character. It's a bipolar disorder that we all are that we don't need to see on TV because that's what we are anyway. Yeah. What was the point of Shaq now? I mi- did I miss something? Um, celebrity. They, they, this was kind of added in because Shaq was available, so they had to do the segment here. But it just felt, it just, and, it just felt off. Connected to, and Shaq is connected to TNT. He does inside the NBA. So but he yeah. wants to, he wants to do something with the Rhodes family. So we'll see where it goes there. But we got to move on, guys, to the news. We got to run down everything going on. Uh, WWE news: Goldberg appears on WWE The Bump to basically challenge Roman Reigns, saying oh that he backed God, out of. Yes, he said he backed out of WrestleMania 36. He stole his move, and the the unmitigated call. He said that Roman Reigns is performing at a subpar level. Yes, my sentiments exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> whatever. Speaking of that, this comes. I, off, I don't even want to see this Goldberg feud off of that disrespect. Well, this comes off the heels of our good friend Louis Dangor of Wrestle Talk uh, revealing that Goldberg has been in discussion for the WrestleMania opponent of Roman Reigns, along with The Rock. 
Big E, Drew McIntyre, and Daniel Bryan. And speaking of Charlotte Flair, like we spoke about earlier, Russell Volts reports that an idea that's been discussed, however not determined at this point, is an on-screen pairing of Charlotte and Andrade when they return to TV. The idea is to have uh, Charlotte star power to elevate Andrade to the main event scene. Wrestling Observer Newsletter... This is what I'm talking about, yo! Seriously? Fucking cancer, bro! Uh Like... (laughs) <laughs> just like Andrade for that reason. Yeah. At least he'll be a heel. Uh, Wrestling Observer Newsletter. Right. He'll be more over as a heel with Charlotte. Uh, Wrestling Observer Newsletter reports that Trey Miguel has been not been signed with WWE along with the other rascals, like we talked about last week, because he is considering both WWE and AEW. Speaking of somebody considering both promotions, uh, Tessa Blanchard is also being considered to be signed by both WWE and AEW as well. Col- Cultaholic reported about a month ago that Eva Torres had. Uh, uh, resign Eva Eva Marie, excuse me. Eva Marie had resigned with WWE and PW Insider reported this week that Eva is still listed on the company's internal roster and has yet to be assigned a brand. She has been spotted in Orlando at the Performance Center several times since September. After reports of that he was going to be released, as uh, Top Guy JJ alluded to earlier, Jackson Riker returned to WWE by the side of Elias on main event this week. This is a few months since his controversial uh, comments supporting Donald Trump and demeaning the Black Lives uh, yeah, Matter he, he movement. Can, he can say he can say where the fuck he's at. Well, he's yeah, he's I back. Feel, I feel like I'm a little on fire today, man. I got something to say about this gold. Like, yo, you have you ever been to a, a a restaurant where you see something on the picture, and you see a picture of the food that you want, and then you actually get it in your bag, or you get it wrapped up, and you open up the fucking wrapper as to what the shit that you don't expect to see when you order the shit. This is the shit that I would get if I wanted the Rock at WrestleMania, and then I got Goldberg. Yeah. You get the picture of the shit that you know you want, mm-hmm. and then you get the shit in the bag. Goldberg is that shit in the bag. I yo, who the fuck wants it? No it's one. like the it's like the memes, how it looks online, how it looks when it gets to your door, basically. Yeah, like what the Yep. And then the final WWE No WWE Raw drew 1.736 million viewers Which was slightly down from last week And WWE Smackdown Drew 2.130 Million viewers which is up from Last week AEW News Louis Dan Gore again he's been hitting Us with exclusive all week Of Wrestle Talk he reports that Sting Was unhappy with the, how he was treated In WWE which played A part in him signing with AEW He wanted a cinematic match with The Undertaker, which Mystic Man was not interested in. Whatever, whatever. <laughs> this is the most I would have never seen him most... instead of Goldberg, and Goldberg almost killed him. Christy, love, this was the most popular thing on the internet for like four years in a row, and how the fuck the company didn't see that is beyond they, me. They never even thought about it. According to Justin Barbasaro of Sports Illustrated, there are plans in place for Sting to eventually enter the ring in in uh, AEW with cinematic matches, tag team matches, and carefully designed spots being the focus for Sting to build up younger stars, with AEW trying to leverage Sting's star power while he's under contract.
contract. The report also notes that Tony Khan made the deal with Sting in a private setting and that no one in the company knew anything about the signing until it was finalized on both sides, with Sting being very impressed with how AEW handled everything. AEW announced their lineup for the holiday season. December 23rd, AEW Holiday Bash will air at 10 p.m. Eastern Time after the NBA game on NBA on TNT. Um, so that, that's that's a rare night you can watch WWE NXT and AEW back to back. Very nice for us wrestling fans, I guess, if you're willing to stay up to midnight. December 30th, AEW Dynamite presents New Year's Smash Night 1 with Chris Jericho on commentary. And January 6th, AEW Dynamite New Year's Smash Night 2 will have Snoop Dogg appearing. Apparently, WWE is upset with Snoop Dogg for his appearance scheduled for AEW Dynamite on this night. According wait, what? Yes, yes. Wait, wait. So, so, like, yo... Yo, how yo WWE? Your dick ain't that big, yo. Hey, like they, yo, what they, they the fuck? It. Like also, he's, he's also hey. on the show with Cody. They didn't forget that as well. Yo, they swing it. Upset with what Snoop Dogg does? Yep. I don't think Snoop why, cause cares. He's in there, why? Because he's in their bullshit Hall of Fame, the celebrity wing of and, their Hall of Fame. And they did like a special with uh, Snoop Dogg interviewing The Undertaker during The Undertaker farewell weekend, and they did like T-shirts with Snoop Dogg and, and The I Undertaker. Was on Snoop Dogg's Instagram. And it was also on WWE's Instagram. Of course, they was on AW because they own The Undertaker. What the fuck? <laughs> According to Bodyslam.net, the angle on, t- on Dynamite uh, involving Penta going through the table and being out of the match was to write out Penta because he is suffering from an injury to his leg a few weeks ago while training. So, shouts out to Penta. Hope he gets better very soon. According to Wrestling Observer Radio, the plan for Don Callis interfering on Omega's behalf was has been in the works for a while. And it is likely Callis who pitched Omega the impact AEW Alliance, and they said that was also Callis's idea. Wrestling Observer Newsletter reports that AEW has an attitude of wanting to work with everyone, including Impact, New Japan Pro Wrestling, AAA, and or and or NWA. It was noted that Tony Khan has been talking to Rocky Romero of New Japan Pro Wrestling lately in order to try and start a relationship with New Japan. The feeling is that this will be easier to accomplish now that Harold Mage is is gone from the company. And speaking of New Japan, New Japan announced the Wrestling Donku will be a two-day event on May 3rd and 4th of 2021. ROH News, Fightful Select reports that the talent is being brought in this week to film Final Battle and the subsequent the, the uh, post shows after that, with the pay-per-view set to to be taped this uh, this Thursday as we're actually filming this episode, and we will be doing a preview of the card next week. Impact Wrestling, according to Fightful Select, some backstage sources within Impact Wrestling had heard about the AEW Impact crossover idea, but they were told by management that there wasn't much to it at the latest Impact TV taping. According to um, those several people within AEW reportedly heard that Callis would, would be working an angle with the promotion, but they did not know to what extent. There was also has been conflicting reports with Wrestling uh, Inc. saying that Omega on Impact was a one-off, and they also reported that the Good Brothers will likely be going to AEW for a match with the Young Bucks. They also noted that Callis' Impact contract expires next month, and he will likely be going to AEW as Omega's manager. But the Young Bucks on our good friend John Al 
Alba's Living the Gimmick podcast confirmed that there will be more to this crossover between the two companies. And apparently Impact got into a, a little bit of heat with this roster due to how they've been handling the COVID-19 uh, awareness. With the, They were not apparently doing testing for a couple of their tapings a couple of months ago and have only just further uh, done testing for their performers. So we'll keep on track with that story for sure. And then... Our final wrestling notes, we got Brian Pillman Jr. won the OVW Championship this past week, so congratulations to him. MOW special event coming up will be on January 6th. It's a big day with New Year's Evil of NXT and New Year's Smash for AEW, but also MOW will have their Kings of Coliseum show, which will feature Leo Rush's debut as he versus Myron Reed for the MOW Middleweight Championship. According to Wrestling Observer Newsletter, Triple actually wanted to get more AEW talent but couldn't due to the pandemic for their Triple Mania show and they originally wanted to get former AEW world champion John Moxley as well as Impact wrestler uh, Taya Valkyrie and they are also interested in bringing in the Colognes however it seems that Kenny Omega will be the only wrestler based in the US to appear on the show the show is going to have a huge card. It's uh, this coming weekend on the 12th. It's going to have Hair versus Hair, Pagano versus Chessman, AAA Mega Championship, Kenny Omega defending against Laredo Kid, plus more. It's plenty of matches, and that's going to be a pretty big show. So check it out if you can. If you're in Mexico, if you are able to stream it, find a way. It's going to be a very good show for sure. But we got to focus on the other shows for this week with Impact Wrestling's Final Resolution, New Japan Pro Wrestling has two huge show with the World Tag League 2020 and Best of Super Juniors 27 Finals and Super J Cup 2020. We will start with the World Tag League 2020 and Best of Super Juniors 27. You're going to see Tori Yano, Sho, and Robbie Eagles versus Bad Luck Fale, Chase Owens, and Taji Ishimori of the Bullet Club. Okada returns to New Japan as he teams with Tanahashi and Tori Hanare to verse Will Ospreay, Jeff Cobb, and Great Okan of the Empire. Shingo Takagi and Sanada will verse Evil and Yujiro Takahashi of the Bullet Club. We got a preview of January 4th with Koto Ibushi teaming up with Master Wado to verse Tensuya Naito and Bushi. But we are going to focus on the finals of the two tournaments that have been going on for over a month as this World Tag League 2020 finals, David Finley and Juice Robinson Finn Juice will verse our good friends Tama Tonga and Ta. <laughs> they will verse Tama Tonga and Tanga Loa of the Gorillas of Destiny. Both teams come in with 12 points, 6 and 3 records in the World Tag League. We will start with you, Miss Chrissy Love. Who you got, GOD or Finn Juice? Who needs to win the most? Hey, whoever you think should, should, should win, we're going to start with you. GOD or Finn Juice? G-O-D. G-O-D. Top guy JJ, who you got? Oh man. My boy, my boy Tammy's killing me with this clean look, man. <laughs> killing me look, man. He looked like such a fucking baby face. He looked like such a good guy. But I'm gonna stick with him, man. I got faith in you, brother. Go ahead, G O D. Come on, G O D. God damn it. You need to grow your facial hair back though. <laughs> he's he's a good guy now. He's the good he's the he's not the bad boy anymore. He's the good boy, Tama Tonga. But I'm gonna go with our boys, the G.O.D., the Gorillas of Destiny to win here and move on to uh Russell Kingdom to get a shot at the IWGP heavyweight tag team titles. 
So we got Best of Super Juniors 27 Finals. This is going to be the main event. It's going to be El Desperado of Suzuki Gun going one-on-one -on -one with Hiromu Takahashi of LIJ. This has been uh, brewing for a while. These two have had a long rivalry since Hiromu was a young lion. El Desperado defeated Hiromu Takahashi earlier in the tournament. Uh, Hiromu Takahashi has been putting on a hell of a tournament. Great matches with Robbie Eagles, Master Wado, Taguchi show i just actually watched that one that one was a banger for sure and this one is sure to be great as well who you got top guy jj haromu versus el desperado mm, i gotta go with your boy i gotta go with your boy takahashi on this one i, I gotta i gotta go with your boy haromu I'm going to agree with you. Hiromu Takahashi is the star. I like how they've been building the storyline of Hiromu having all the main events and being the top star of the junior division. And Taiji Ishimori, the IWGP junior heavyweight champion, being jealous of that, saying I'm the champion, so I should be main eventing. But Hiromu is still the top star. So I think that we're building to them having their rematch at Wrestle Kingdom. Who you got, Chrissy? I'm going to go the same with Hiromu. I mean, shit, after that explanation, you ain't got right. no choice. The fuck? <laughs> Another match between them? Okay, duh. that explanation for after the pick. Hey, hey, hey. You know, you know, I, 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 put, I put Chrissy on the spot with the World Tag League, and she picked correct, so I wanted to help her out for the yeah. uh, best of Super Juniors there. But I won't help her out here. We got the Super uh -oh. J Cup 2020 this weekend. That's going to be on Saturday. One night tournament, eight superstars. And it has the best of the best of the junior heavyweight division that weren't able to go to Japan for the tournament. You got Clark Connors, the winner of the Lions Crown uh, break. He's going to be versing Impact Wrestling's own Chris Bay in the first round. You got ACH versus... Uh, TJP in the first round, a battle of two freelancers. You got ROH's Ray Horace going one-on-one -on -one with Blake Christian. And you got El Fantasmo, who won the tournament last year, going one-on-one -on -one with the former WWE Cruiserweight Champion and actually uh, a contestant on this season of MTV's The Challenge, Leo Rush. So who you got... I'm gonna I'm gonna put you on the spot, Chrissy Love. You got Clark Connors, Chris Bay, ACH, TJP, Ray Horace, Blake Christian, Leo Rush, or El Fantasmo. Who you got winning the whole Super J Cup? Oh, you put me on the spot because I guessed yep. the other one, yep. other one correctly. Yep. Um, Leo is too predictable. I'm going to go with El Fantasmo. I like that pick for sure. Back to back for ELP. Who you got? Top guy, JJ. Well, I'm definitely not picking 80 in the motherfucking freelancers. I'll tell you that because I mean, ain't none of them winning at all. Um, I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Chris Bay. Mm. He's been getting a lot of love. He's been getting a lot of love, a lot of notoriety. I'm gonna go Chris Bay on this one. I'm gonna be different from the both of y'all, and I am gonna go with Leo Rush. I like his little. <laughs> I like Yo, his little. If he keeps that entrance that he had at that 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 little gothicy little dead walking shit that he had, I think it was at like a CWF or some shit. 
That shit was amazing. I, 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 I liked it. You guys should check out the little vignette that he did. It was kind of reminiscent of John Moxley's vignette that he did when he left WWE, where he's breaking out of prison and then he's showing up in New Japan. And he's yeah. done a lot of interviews where he said he wants to work with New Japan in 2021. So I think this is going to be the starting point for that to happen here in the Super J Cup. So I think he's going to beat ELP in the first round and then move on to bigger and better things. The only non-tournament match on this night is going to be Hikaleo and Kenta versus Carl Fredericks and Ren Narita. So there's going to be plenty of great action on this night. And it's going to be the same night of Impact Wrestling Final Resolution. I'll, I'll go through kind of the minor stuff on the card and I'll get your prediction for the top matches. You're going to have Hernandez versus uh, Falabala with Kira Hogan as special guest referee and Tasha Steeles as guest announcer. You got Eric Young versus Rhino. Tennille Dashwood and Caleb with a K versus Damn. Alicia and Eddie Edwards. You got Man, how far has Eric Young fallen? Like he went from the main event to Bound of Glory, Bound for Glory to a fucking basically a pre-show match with Rhino. Hey, they're building up him and Joe Doring as a tag cool. team here now. Havoc and Nevea will verse the Sea Stars. You're gonna have Larry D's Freedom on the line in an old school rules match against Tommy Dreamer. You got the North gets a tag team title shot if Ethan Page wins as Ethan Page goes one-on-one -on -one with Carl Anderson. Impact X Division Championship will be on the line in the Defeat Rohit Challenge. And you got the two top matches, which I will get your predictions on Impact Knockouts Championship is on the line. Deanna Parata going one-on-one -on -one with Rosemary. Rosemary got the victory with Taya Valkyrie over Deanna and Kimberly this past week on Impact Wrestling. And now she gets a shot. Who you got, Chrissy Love? Wow. Um, I'm going to go with... Hmm. Can, I tell, can you go with JJ? I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna. I'll go with this one. I mean, I'm tired of pulling the plug on Rosemary, and I'm tired of failing. So I'm just gonna go Deanna Parraza because every time I think we're gonna pull the plug on Rosemary, it never fucking happens. So I'm gonna go Deanna Parraza retaining. Who you got, Chrissy? I'm gonna go Rosemary. I'm going to go with Deanna Parraza getting a victory okay. in this one. Uh, so in the main event, it's going to be the, for the Impact World Championship. I think I saw this on uh, Reddit that this is only the second time for a major promotion, including WWE, Impact Wrestling, AEW, ROH, places like that, New Japan, that mm -hmm. two African-American wrestlers will fight for the heavyweight championship on a pay-per-view. It's oh, going to no. be Rich Swan defending the Impact World title against Chris Bay. Chris Bay has been kind of lobbying to get a shot at the Impact World title for a couple of weeks now. He's the young upstart versus Rich Swan, who's been a very good babyface champion so far. So who you got Swan versus Bay? Start with you, top guy. Uh, I mean, if I got Bay winning that tournament, there's no way he's winning the Impact Championship. You can't have all the cake. I'm going to go with which Rich Swan retaining because I definitely smell that Swan Omega match cooking. Mm -hmm. Chrissy? Yeah. Swan for the. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to agree with you guys. That way, logically, if we have the whole AEW champion in the, the background somewhere. We can't we can't have this going on right here. So yeah. 
Absolutely. I agree with you guys. Rich Swan will get the victory in this one. So that is all for True Heel Heat 103, ladies and gentlemen. You can check out our lineup on the YouTube channel. NXT TakeOver War Games pay-per-view roundtable is up. War Games! War Games! War Games! There you go. There you go. There you go. Hey, you gotta, you gotta come from here. War games. <laughs> gotta, that was great. You gotta say it like you, like you about to get into a fight with somebody. That was great. <laughs> Our pay per view roundtable for that show is up on the YouTube channel right now. We have an exclusive interview with the Living the Gimmick podcast host, the Emmy Award winner John Alba, up on the YouTube channel right now. The latest AE recap with myself as guest host, Wednesday Night Warriors with Stag King as the guest host. Richie's Raw Recap, Smackdown with the Lynches, Dark Power, Review of Honor, uh, Blunt Impact, and J News Japan are all, all up on the YouTube channel right now. We have an all-new Wednesday Night Warriors with True Hill Josh as a special guest host. AE Recap, Blunt Impact, Dark Power, Review of Honor, Smackdown with the Lynches, Richie's Raw Recap and J News Japan that's all going to be up this weekend or next week on our YouTube channel and also got our special World Tag League 2020 and Best of Super Juniors 27 Finals Roundtable Review. We have a special J News Japan for the Super J Cup 2020 with myself as a guest host and Dark Power special for Final Resolution and that's going to have a special guest with the Stag King and you can check out my latest appearance on Alex McCarthy's Wrestling Daily on Wrestling talks russell 2 youtube channel right now as we have our very latest uh great debate about this time whether the invasion angle was great or not check that out for sure chrissy love where can they find you online they can find me i'm the sensationist chrissy love you can find me on ig twitter and on facebook i am one of the hosts of true heat and smackdown live with the lynches top guy jj Instagram, you can find me at True Hill underscore Top Guy JJ Fist Pick. I'm simply Justin Johnson. Um, and nice job on that that wrestling travel uh round, little, little little group podcast that you had earlier this morning or something like that. Whether it's wrestle talk, wrestling travel, sorry man, there's like too many goddamn names to keep up with. Right. I know that I know both hosts was on that motherfucking show. I think. <laughs> <laughs> I was on I was on Wrestling Travels podcast. Yeah, so see, out. I got one of them. Shouts out to <laughs> them for sure. everywhere, man. <laughs> and you can check out Wrestling Travel on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as well, as well as True Hill Heat on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, Battle Club Pro, Warrior Wrestling, Mission Pro Wrestling on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can subscribe to the YouTube channel by pressing the i-card down at the bottom. Like this video, share it with all your wrestling fans and friends. Subscribe to all our our other friends wrestling travel wrestle Two, jimmy macaram my battery is dying and battle club pro you can listen to true hill heat on any of your favorite audio plot podcast platforms and on powered for tv so until true hill heat 104 next week for the beautiful miss chrissy love for our resident true hill alcoholic top guy jj it is me, it is me, your True Hill Phenom SP3. This has been True Hill Heat 103. We are signing off until next time. <laughs>